Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. This week's episode is a replay of an Instagram live that Jamie hosted just last night with myself, Roscoe, his co-host on the podcast, to launch a new course on the Insight Golf Academy. Yes, that's Jamie's online platform where you can access his content all from the comfort of your home and your phone. And he recently launched the new course, The Art of the Pre-Shot Routine. Now, we all know that this is one area where we can all learn more about. We can all improve our golf by improving our pre-shot routine. And in the Instagram Live, we talk about the course, give you some insights into what it's all about, talk about some of the other courses that are on the Insight Golf Academy, and just answer a few questions from the listeners. So we put it out on the podcast. We hope you enjoy it. If you, if you caught us live, listen again, take some more in. If you didn't, and this is the first time you're listening to it, if it's the first time you've heard about the Insight Golf Academy, the link's in the show notes. Please jump across. We'd love to see you over there. Jamie's put a lot of hard work into making this content available for you. It is easy to access easy to download, all from the comfort of your home and your phone, and it will help you golf. So enjoy this week's podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Like, share, subscribe, share this with your golfing friends because we know that this information is important. It's information that will help you play better golf, and it's information that you will enjoy. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you over at Insight Golf, and we'll see you on the next podcast. Welcome to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream. The show dedicated to fun, practical mental performance strategies for your golf game. Join mental performance coach Jamie Glazier and co-host Ross Flanagan as they discuss how to manage your mind in one of the craziest sports there is. We, uh, we launched the new, um, new Inside Golf Academy course today, uh, The Art of the Pre-Shot Routine, which sort of talks a little bit more about that pre-shot routine and, and how people can create a really strong and productive um, pre-shot routine. So uh, once Roscoe jumps on um, and asks to join, we'll sort of go into a little bit more detail around that. AKG, hey, looking forward to this, good to hear. Uh, Bav, how are you? Um, thanks for tuning in. Liam, uh, there's always going to be quotes, you know that. Uh, some good, some bad. Um, so, Roscoe's here. Go live with Roscoe. There we go. I think I'll change this. Instagram never stays the same for too long. Um, here he is. Oh. Roscoe, how are you? I'm good. I uh, need some... Uh... Kim Kardashian help with the light ring here, Jamie. I've taken your lead, but I can't operate the light ring. There we go. That's better. I was going to say, you came in strong. My phone dropped a minute ago. Uh, the light was too strong. Uh, but anyway, I'm back with you now. How are you? Good, mate. Yeah, I'm very well, very well. So, um, yeah, good to uh, good to catch up. It's been, it's been that long since I've done an Instagram live. I actually had to call you and say, how do we do this again? What buttons? But but they've moved all the buttons. So um, and you so. and you promptly you promptly learned that you'd probably called the uh, worst person to uh, get advice about Instagram live from. But uh, anyway, you found it because uh, and we're back. We are back. We are back. It's been a um, I'm going to say it's been a bit of a interesting couple of months for me. I think um, you know just. With January having a break, and I sort of got into holiday mode a little bit, and um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, and uh, it's been a little bit, um, yeah, just I've been really cruising the last couple of weeks, which is good. But 
haven't got as many podcasts out as we'd like or, or engaging with people on social media as much as I'd like. So, um, but I thought tonight's a perfect reason to jump on and, uh, and chat to everyone. Well, as you know, I have to take a little bit of responsibility for maybe not being as available because if you've had a little bit of a break, it's been flip side, uh, total opposite for me. You know, the world of golf is well and truly alive and kicking. And, yeah. you know, in what I do outside of uh, this and all of the other uh, ancillary ventures that we're involved in, it's been pretty busy. And, yeah. you know, but, you know, I know for me, working on this program uh, alongside and with you, uh, it's one of the things that doesn't matter how busy I get, you know, every time that I you know, get to um, sit in and learn and watch a video and help write some of the, the, the stuff that goes around it, uh, I learn so much about uh, myself and the game of golf. And uh, it's it just makes it easy to get through this busy time, put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Now, it's good to, good to have you here. And if anyone isn't fully aware, Roscoe... Um, has been uh, my partner in the Inside Golf Academy since it started. Um, Roscoe does all the workbooks and uh, a lot of the sort of the, the, the written context, uh, content and, and that sort of stuff, uh, the questionnaires and the booklets and everything that you see from a, a booklet point of view. Roscoe is the man that's put all that together. So um, I basically film the content and Roscoe pretties it up, makes it look good and, um, and Lockie, his son, does all the video editing, so it's it's a big job. It uh, it takes a while to get a course up and, and in production. So um, so I'm, I'm excited to, to really announce that today we we launched and released that course uh, around the pre-shot routine, the art of the pre-shot routine. And as we know, Roscoe, um, the pre-shot routine is the the most spoken about element of the mental game, and it's something that a lot of people I feel have some misinformation around or some old information that maybe is not so relevant today. And in this side of the pre-shot routine course, we sort of, I suppose, debunk a few of those myths and, um, and just go into some greater level detail of what the pre-shot routine really should be, should be about and what, what players should really focus on to help them to perform well. Jamie, you, you mentioned debunk myths and, you know, ever since, uh, you know, we've been hanging out and playing golf and, you know, me trying to pick your brains around this topic because it's an area that, uh, that I knew would help my golf and it was an area of interest uh, just personally. You know, when I learned about some of these myths, uh, because I had preconceived ideas around what pre-shot routine was from my own uh, perspective yeah. and I had, you know, watching the pro and watching that sort of environment, you know, and watching what those guys, you know, you build up your own sort of understanding of what they do. And, and you've been able to very much debunk the myth on both sides of the ledger, you know, what those guys at that level do do and how they operate and why they can operate week in, week out with the level of high degree of efficacy and consistency. But then also what was the, you know, the, the shortcomings in, in what a golfer like me was thinking was a real pre-shot routine. Um, yeah. And it's been such a massive change. Yeah, and I mean, and you're a really good golfer. You know, you play off a handicap of two or three now and... Um, you're a really good golfer, very competent golfer. So your routine can be a little bit more related to an elite player where if we're, if we're playing, you know, even myself, for example, is playing off seven or eight, you know, obviously used to be a good golfer, but now my competency, my skill, my mechanics isn't there. 
my routine needs to actually adapt to where my golf game is. So if you look at a 15 marker, 18 marker, they're trying to follow the steps that an elite golfer does and they just don't have the foundation mm. to be able to feel the benefits of that. You know, it's, um, it's, it's a real interesting one. So I think this pre-shot routine course, I try to give as much content around what a golfer should be trying to achieve and I let each golfer try and navigate and create their own journey to get to that point because everyone's different we don't have to follow the same process um, and we shouldn't follow the same process as another golfer because uh, you know we are so unique and we need to we need to create a process that is that little bit more suited to ourselves and um, yeah I think that's the important thing Marky, how are you, Dan? I saw you say g'day earlier, so um, anyone that wants to give a little shout-out and a wave, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and if anyone has any questions around the pre-shot routine, throw them at us and, um, and we'll be, be more than happy to chat. But we're just going to give a little bit of uh, clarity around the content of the course tonight, how it's broken up, um, and uh, I suppose ultimately... Uh, where you can get access to it and, um, you know, how you can learn from it. So, um, so Ross, I, the, um, we've, got a fan, we've got a fan in the room. So that, sorry, say that again. You just dropped that quickly. We've got a fan in the room. Someone wanting to say hi in the background? Uh, it's... I think every podcast that I've put out in the last 12 months, at some point my uh, dog's featuring it. They're out there barking away at something outside. My, some bit of vermin, something or other, whatever. But uh, yeah, no, two dogs out there, mate. Um, I was going to say I've got my I've got my PK hat on, and I was down there hitting some balls uh, this afternoon, just trying to, you know, find some uh, rhythm back and playing tomorrow, you know, more, yeah. tomorrow morning. Yeah. And I, obviously, because we just released the course, uh, thinking about some of my own experiences, and you know, I think about the tenth north, and yeah. and when I first when I first joined PK. I've told this story maybe before, not on the podcast or whatever, but I remember on a stroke round, the 10th North is a long par four and it is uh, flanked on either side by heavy trees. And it's dead left or right if you hit anything further off the fairway than five or 10 metres. I remember the first time I went down there after joining from another course and I hit four, I think maybe five balls off that tee before yeah. I was in play. Yeah. And, and it haunted me. It haunted yeah. me for a while. And I just reflect on that experience yep. and then my current level state when I stand on that same tee yep. and it is so far apart. It is so far apart and, uh, you know, I guess you have to do the course to help get to that point. Uh, but it's such a, uh, a reflection and such a learning and such a, a great place to be in uh, now. Um, and I just, it just always, it always, uh, it, it gives me that really strong vision now what I've got and yeah. it's good to be able to just access that stuff in the past uh, as a yeah. reminder. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a, a really interesting point is because a lot of people perceive they shouldn't have those negative thoughts or negative associations or relationships to different shots or golf holes out on a golf course. And they also think that if they do have that negative thought that it's going to equate to a negative outcome, but that's not reality. Like negative thoughts are just part of the game. You know, it's a game full of consequences. It's a game full of memory banks. And um, it's very easy for our brain to think of, uh, think of something that we've done poorly in the past or think of a negative outcome. And 
And that's okay. I think as long as we allow those thoughts to come in and then let them flow by, and then we can refocus and commit to something that we've got control over in our process, that's really important. But, um, you know, we spend a lot of the time avoiding and fighting those negative thoughts that we don't, in those uncomfortable situations especially, we don't always step into committing to something. And that's what this whole um, pre-shot, you know, the Art of the Pre-shot Routine course is about. It's broken up into what I classify as four really important areas of our performance. And that is, section one is, is, is focusing on attention, which is, it goes into the different forms of attention, um, how to manage your attention during a round, how to switch your attention on and off. Um, but I think one of the important components, and we've spoken about this on the podcast before um, and in some of the other courses briefly, is the three C's. You know, instead of worrying about a pre-shot routine that is rigid and is exactly the same as one another, you know, as every shot, the three C's basically create a, a, a flexible process where we ultimately, with every shot, uh, we get to the same point, which is complete and utter commitment to the shot we're about to hit. And, you know, with the game of golf the way that it is, we never play the same shot twice in the round of golf. We're never in the same position twice in the round of golf, hopefully. Um, you know, we have, and there are so many variable situations and circumstances and relationships with shots that we have to be flexible and we have to be able to adapt and pivot and move uh, to, to go with the actual round of golf. And that's what the pre-shot routine should, should be. It should be one that focuses on building clarity for the shot you want to hit, um, which is section two. Section three is based on after you've got clarity, focusing on building some confidence and, 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 and attaching confidence to the shot you're about to play. And then the final section is about commitment. How can I get completely committed to the shot I'm about to hit and let go of the fear of failure or uh, let go of the negative uh, images or memories from the past floating up. And, you know, there's so much room for players to be able to move and adapt within that without being stuck in a rigid process of doing the same thing every single time. Yeah, and I think, you know, that rigidity, you know, that you see from some of the playing partners that you, that you, that you play with, um, and I was certainly party to myself for a long time, uh, just being able to f free yourself from from a process that has to be rigid, we think has to be rigid, was um, you know a big a big shift for me. But the the first module that uh, you've uh, videoed and, and wrote, the art of attention. Yeah. Yeah. We sort of we've touched on that in, in various podcasts, and there's some stuff information there. It's back if you go through the twenty odd episodes. But you know, I think once you, the key for me the light bulb moment was understanding the difference between that internal and external attention and what that really means yeah. and and when when to access uh both both parts of that level of attention yeah and it's just yeah. not atten attention to you know like if, we're not talking about focus at the time of hitting but just the type of attention that it is, that's required at different times it's so yeah. uh, important to be able to just commit to what you're doing yeah for sure for sure and dan great to see mate those three c saved you this morning um, put you in a position to stay competitive after a poor start. Um, I think that's the, you know, that's, you know, that's the, the power in being able to apply some of these strategies is when things aren't going our way, we've got something to focus on that keeps ourselves in our perimeter of performance. And it might mean 
we're still a bit frustrated or we're still a bit angry or we're still a bit this, but keeping that the three C's at the forefront of what's driving the process just helps to keep you within a more healthy sort of mental and emotional state. So those poorish starts don't turn into really poor rounds of 22 points, 23 points. So, um, so that's, that's really good to hear, mate. But um, yeah, look, I think it's, it's the, you know, I've been speaking to some people about this of late. It's like the method, the, the post I put up a couple of days ago, um, someone had been listening to the podcast, signed up to the Mental Game Must Do's course, which is a free course uh, that you can access. If you click my link in my bio, you can actually access that course, Mental Game Must Do's. But he just went through the course and um, a couple of days later went out and played, applied some of the strategies that resonated with him and never shot under par before. And... Um, uh, applied some of the strategies and went out and shot five under par. Um, and it's about this information for a lot of club-level golfers. It's hard to access. They don't know where to get it. Um, and if they want to have a one-on-one -on -one session with someone like myself, generally it might be a little bit priced above what they want to commit to because of a variety of different things. But um, so being able to just... Have some courses online. You can go and train. Give yourself some mental skills to, to, to focus on during a round of golf. It's, you know, you don't have to pay thousands of dollars to get this uh, information um, and you don't have to go anywhere. It's just on your phone or on your computer, sign up to the free course and start to develop that mental muscle. And honestly, it's, you know, your golf games for the most part, most golfers spend so much time working on their mechanics which I'll call is their, their sort of engine, their engine's fine. They just need to tweak some of the, the actual mental part of their game that really starts to release all of their ability, hard work and talent um, and, uh, and, you know, start to get the outcomes and the results that they've been, they've been wanting for a while. So, um, yeah. Jamie, you see us uh, write and, you know, I've written a lot of it uh, in and around that supporting material and, you know, we reference for less than a price of a golf lesson or, and we also say, you know, you don't need to get a golf lesson. You know, you can, you can do this now. Now we're not saying that you're not saying, we're not saying, I guess I'm writing on your behalf, but not saying that you, the technical skills aren't something that you can just push to the side and, and do a, a series of mental performance programs and expect yeah. accelerated programs. You know, the, yeah. the competence that you say, the competence, you know, begets the confidence. So obviously if someone is working with a golf pro and doing going through that process, that's always going to be valuable. But this is very complimentary. And and what I see, you know, I see a lot of people every day that are having uh, golf lessons and having golf lessons and committing to golf lessons for a long time, spending a lot of money on golf lessons and and sometimes with good results. But a lot of times, you know, the 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 improvement curve is relative to investment. Sometimes I I think not a great return, yeah. but. They do. They like. They love the, the connection to the golf lesson and the golf coaching process. I get that. But when I talk to them about how was their experience, how are their golf lessons, you know, doing the customer service part and just making sure that they're happy as clients in my other business, yeah, a lot of the discussion quickly turns back to the mental game. Yeah. You know, they they're, they're happy with their ball striking, but you know they can recite a certain problem, and I yeah. just know from the time that we spent together that it's not related to their technical skill at all. It's yeah. related to their, their connection to the process, their connection to the pre-shot, their connection to the art of attention, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, my philosophy is, 
yeah, obviously I, I put a lot of value and importance on the mental game, but competence drives confidence. You know, confidence is a big one, but confidence comes, uh, or a lack of confidence, it generally comes from a lack of competence. So, you know, I get a lot of people that will come to me with the chipping nips or the putting nips and they'll, you know, they'll want me to fix them. Well, when I start to go through some things, it, sometimes it becomes glaringly obvious that they've got a mechanical breakdown that's causing the mental breakdown, um, but they're more aware of the mental one because of the fear and the tension, the anxiety, the increased heart rate, but they're not really aware of the coming over the top or the, or the mechanical fault. So I just you know, make sure that they've got a good coach that they are able, to, uh, able to, to spend some time with and develop those mechanics so that then when I come in, we actually can really accelerate performance because the mechanics are stable for a, for a strong mental game to be built from. And most people spend so much time on their mechanics that they've already got that good foundation. They just haven't learned how to train the mind to support that, 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 um, you know, that technical competency. So, um, Ricey, hello, mate. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Good to see you. Um, yeah. Jamie, there's no real, you know, time frame that someone you know, should or shouldn't access this type of coaching, you know, like suitable for, you know, the young up and coming players, suitable for more mature players like me. Is, is it, is it ever too late or is it ever too early to start, you know, coaching in this uh, environment and this format? Well, look, I think I, I, I saw earlier, uh, Lockie, Lockie Simmons, a young golfer. I think he's might be watching uh, nine-year-old golf on the Gold Coast I've, I've done a couple of sessions with. So nine years of age and he's starting to work on some of those, those mental patterns. And, and nine's quite young, yes, but you can actually start to create that pathway to better cognitive patterns, better thinking, um, better emotional control. Um, and same for a 60, 70, you know, 80-year-old. It's uh, with... Um, uh, you know, with how the brain functions these days with neuroplasticity, we can actually change the way the brain functions, uh, the way the, you know, if we were to do an MRI scan on the brain and then after three months of exercises and processes, um, developing a different cognitive pathway and then have an MRI on the brain three months later, it would actually look different. The blood flow would be in different areas. It would make uh, it would make up a completely different image on that uh, on that screen. So, um, you know, patterns can be changed at any age. So, the, the the only thing you need to do is you need to have an open mind. But that's to anything. Yeah. So, so just so, so for the the people that are joining here and then listening, if we uh, get the opportunity to turn this audio into a podcast, like the platform that the coaching runs on. Just yep. explain a little bit more about, you know, what, what happens, you know, when you sign up to the Inside Golf Academy, uh, you get a login, it's an online platform. What happens after that? Yeah, so you basically sign up to one of the courses and then it's a, a, a learning template. You've got the, um, you've got all the videos there. You watch the videos and then there'll be a workbook or a, or a notebook um, at the end of each section. The good thing with these courses is, when you sign up to a course and watch a video, if you have a question, you can actually put that question in the comments box and then I get a notification. I can come in and answer that question. So even though it's a perceived online training program, we've got that ability to really individualize the content specific to you 
via your questions. So this is the one reason why I really love this concept as opposed to writing a book is that write a book, we get it out there, people read it and they sort of go, okay, well, makes sense, but maybe sometimes what do I do now? If you have a question, you can't pass the book. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's, it's fantastic. There's, you've got some great workbooks in there for people to go through, um, basically just a little bit of a debrief type of uh, process in regards to helping you to, to, to learn more about your patterns, acknowledge some of the improvements you've made so that you can continue to accelerate uh, those improvements. Um, but, yeah, it's full of a bunch of video content um, with, as I said, with a lot of workbooks and, and written stuff to go with it. And, you know, if someone was to jump on today and yep. do the free course, which is, which is, you know, how would you describe the free, the free course? You know, there's the eight uh, modules in there. How would you describe yep. that in terms of depth of, you know, the information that you take away from that for free? Oh, look, it's, I mean, I perceive that the, eight, the, the mental game must do eight tips is, I perceive it's fairly, I will say generic, but, the response that we've had from that course is phenomenal, but I think it's generic because I've been doing this for 20 years. But when you get a golfer go, wow, the three C's or the thought journal or the cognitive sequence, you know, just little things that you learn around, around those things. It's like people go, wow, that makes so much sense. I'm just putting some tips out there, but it really has hit home. And the cognitive sequence one is just, it's almost that thing that continues to pack a punch, you know, the four step cognitive sequence of, thinking, emotion, behavior, outcome, which is our thinking drives our emotional state. Our emotional state drives our pattern of behavior, which is the way we swing a golf club. And our pattern of behavior has, you know, controls the quality of our outcomes. So when we hit a really crappy golf shot, we might know that we've steered it or we might know that we've done something and we didn't feel comfortable. But if we go back to what emotional state were you in that caused that swing, and what was the thought pattern or relationship to the situation that caused you to be in that emotional state? People start to go, ah, so I need to spend a bit more time thinking about my thinking and be aware of what's going on from a thought pattern point of view because that drives that cognitive sequence. And as I said, you know, eight tips, there's eight lessons, maybe two or three minute videos each, not, not very long, but all the tips have been thought out as to the most common mental game patterns uh, that get in the way of golfers' performance. And that's why I created that, that, that eight tips. So um, I recommend to everyone, if, if you want to get better at golf and you don't want to do very much to get better, sign up to the Mental Game Must Do's course, watch the videos in your pyjamas, eating chips, you know, just get them all over the front of you um, and, and you'll, get, you'll get better. Next round of golf, you'll have some strategies to apply that are simple, easy, and um, more importantly, you don't have to pay me a cent. You just pop it on, on the car audio as you're driving to golf. You know, Watch it when you're in your pyjamas eating your ice cream at night time, but pop it in the, on the audio and, and listen to it on the way to golf because uh, it's, it's just going to get you in that. Uh, yeah, no, no ice cream on your show there, mate. No, you're good. I did have an ice cream <laughs> earlier. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> No, I guarantee you, if there's anyone of the pair of us that's going to have ice cream down the dribble down the front of the shirt, it'll be me, not you. And uh, I had no. the, best, the best ice cream. Go to Coles Messina. It's a box of oh, amazing. But anyway, I'm not sponsored. But um, if I keep eating them, I'll, I'll probably have shares in the business. But um, 
Yeah, yeah Lockie so and I might. I was just going to say, Lockie and I might have been in Messina on Swan Street in Richmond on the way to a Melbourne City game, um, oh, once or once or twice maybe. But, uh, but you know, we've got you've got the uh, obviously the um, art of the pre-shot routine, which is launched today. We've yep. got the eighteen tips uh, to managing your in-round frustrations, yep. and then we've got the um, how to build a powerful pre-round routine. And, yeah. I, and I, I, I still think, do you think that people should go to, you know, if they're here now hearing about these courses for the first time, would you do the mental game must-dos, the free one first, absolutely. Yeah. Would you naturally just go to the pre-shot routine or would you go to the pre-round routine and then pre-shot routine? Obviously, there's an investment. So, yeah, but yeah. we're talking to people who are, are usually here happy to pay for golf learning, either technical yeah. coaching and obviously now with, um, mental performance coaching. Would yeah. you do one before the other, or is it? Look, yeah, not, you do the... not really. I think the most important thing is, as I said before, you've got to have an open mind and really buy into some of these concepts. The, the pre-round routine, I think, is probably one of the most underrated elements of people's performance because I was having a, a, a session tonight, and um, most golfers create that connection to the round of golf two or three days prior, depending upon uh, their situation. You know, they may, they may start to think, geez, I hope I play well Saturday, so that hope might breed a little bit of doubt, worry, fear um, that's going to manifest over two-day period. So the pre-round routine course helps people to understand how they can prepare to get to the first tee ready to play great because everything they've done the two or three days prior to that, to that first tee ball is building towards them playing great. So um, they've got a clear intent, a clear purpose. They're not just getting the first tee going, well, I'll just hopefully see how I play today. You know, hope I play well or we'll see what happens. Um, where there's no commitment there, there's no intent there. It's a wishy-washy mindset. And, um, you know, club-level golfers think that's normal um, or have accepted that to be normal because, oh, it just wasn't my day today. Well, Cognitively, you set yourself up for that to be happening, you know, a greater variance of outcome because you didn't have any purpose or intent in what you were doing the 48 hours before tea time. So um, the people that have done that course, we've had some amazing success stories when it comes to that. Um, and again, it's just like everything. It takes a little bit of effort. It takes a little bit of time to watch the course and focus on how to implement it. But ultimately, you're here to shoot better scores, you're here to want to improve your golf. If you're not, that's cool. If you're happy just playing and, and not worrying about what your outcome is, that's absolutely fine. But if you're here to, to actually want to get better, lower your handicap, improve your scores and reach some goals, then you've got to put the time in. Otherwise, you're going to just keep hitting a brick wall and, uh, and having the same patterns uh, pop up over and over. But um, got a question here. Brains trust, it must be talking to Roscoe. Um, thanks, Brendan. Uh, the workbooks, best on Word or PDF, Roscoe? Uh, Brendan, I think, and hello to you up there in uh, uh, Gympie. Um, I think they download automatically as a PDF, so they are downloadable. Uh, they just download as a PDF. So it's, it's designed just to be you print it off on your computer and you handwrite your notes on there. Now, Brendan, if you want a Word version, and if anyone who does the course wants a Word version, uh, I think I could uh, produce that. Uh, it's not done in Word, but I think we could make something 
might not be exactly the same, but if you want to type it, uh, we can generate something there. But um, yeah, can help with that if you if you want. If you want more, let me know, and if I can deliver, I will do my best to deliver. If I can't, we can't. Fantastic. Now, has anyone? Um, got can we can we can we can we talk about the notes for a second? Yeah, yeah and I think I think once, you know, for me. Uh, the value of taking notes and referring to them uh, can't be underestimated. Now, when we're talking about this type of uh, learning and development and, and improvement, how, how do you use notes to influence your golf improvement? How do you do that with your other clients, your elite athletes, et cetera? Um, yeah, so notes are, it's interesting because some people have a tendency when they make notes to think about what they did, what they did wrong and what things they need to improve. Um, but the thing I like to do with notes is to really focus on what you did well. What are the things that you did well to create that positive reinforcement loop? Sometimes we can actually, um, uh, sometimes we can, I'm just getting rid of some of these messages. Dominic's messaging me, and uh, I'm very surprised he's not here tonight throwing some BS on the chat. Uh, he must be busy. But, um, yeah, for me, I think it's important that there's a lot of people are so hard on themselves. They create this negative reinforcement cycle, and it just keeps telling us that we're not good enough or, or we're, you know, we're not doing well enough or we can't achieve. Or, but that the, the using the notes portion for me with the workbook is find out the area that you really feel like you can target and improve. And then with those notes sections, apply the strategy that's, that's implemented in the videos that suits you. Focus on putting that into action. And every round of golf you play, just make some notes around that part of your mental game. How did it feel? How did it go today? What did you notice? What did you, what did you feel improved? Um, and, and what can you focus on, you know, what can you focus on next time? How can you fine tune that? So, um, yeah. but I think after every round of golf, note taking is, is a very, very, very important uh, component to building, um, you know, to building really powerful uh, cognitive patterns. Yeah, Warren, uh, your colleague, uh, Warren, I uh, just mentioned, I agree, typing while you're watching the video would be a good. Uh, I think we spoke about it, but there's, is there not some research that says if you handwrite the connection to what comes out of your handwriting in form of a note, you make a deeper connection to us? Yeah, there is. Yeah, absolutely. It's, and that's been a research study for quite some time about handwriting and writing things down. Um, and just that connection between the thought the physical action and then the visual, uh, the visual uh, response by reading it again um, is, is, is very strong, creates a much stronger connection um, than, than any other form of typing or anything like that. So it's um, you know, writing something that's gone out of fashion a bit the last sort of five or ten years, but um, it's a very, very powerful thing. I uh, like a couple of toys, as you know, uh, Jamie. I bought myself a digital notepad and it's probably one of the greatest uh, little toys that I've bought for myself. It's just, uh, it's the size of a book yeah. and it's got a little magnetic pen and you yeah. write on it. It feels yeah. like you're writing on paper yeah. and you can email that and send it via email your notes. You can turn it yeah. into text. You can PDF it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I love it. I love it. 
Yeah, you know, I've got the same little iPad. When I used to go to tournaments and, and walk and watch my players, I'd have to sort of do a little audio note of noticing patterns and things and and then write it on a notepad when I got back to the uh, back to the room. But now I've got the iPad, just scribble it. Um, it's, it's fantastic, so um, it's really good. But uh, if anyone watching has any questions whatsoever about any of the courses or about the pre-shot routine, please fire it at us and I'll, uh, I'll try and answer those while we're on here. Um, but as I said, all the courses, the, the Mental Game Must Do is a free course can be accessed via the link in my bio. Um, and also the new course launched today, The Art of the Pre-Shot Routine, can also be accessed uh, by the link in the bio. So, um, I mean, you can access those other courses once you're in the system. But um, as I said, that free course is, uh, is a no-brainer. And if anyone wants to improve their score, improve their golf, increase their enjoyment, um, yeah, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Hello, the hamster uh with a spanner. Hamster with a spanner. There you go. There, there was a few names scrolled through there before that uh, I think um, would could in their golf uh, benefit greatly uh, from uh, the courses. I would, and, and separate to the names that I did say, I would like to say good day to uh, young Claudia Wilson, who was up there in Jakarta. Uh, Claudia, hello to you if you're still listening. Um, the the king of uh, Pilates and uh, hot uh, hot Pilates in Melbourne, Kingstagram, right. Michael Michael King. Good day to you. Um, Get that the king of Pilates is Michael King. There you go. The oh, king. is that King? Uh, Michael King. Yeah, you know King. But, yeah, King. Yeah, the Jeep guy. Yeah. I yeah. do know King. Kingy, hello. If you're still here, good to uh, good to see you. Um, well, see you sort of. Good to have you here. Um, and I'd, I'd just like to say a, a note to my uh, unknown, long lost cousin who just joined, Will Flanagan. And it's very unusual that I see a Flanagan. He's not my cousin. There's no relation. I've never met him. Um, but you might be, Will, if you're listening, and give us a wave if you are, you might be the first person that I've seen on Instagram that has uh, the same Flanagan spelt the same as me. So Yes. And I still, I've known you for how long, and God knows how many times I've typed your surname or whatever, I still get it wrong. Will Flanagan, there it is right there. Double yeah. N-I. Double N-I. I love it. Where are you yeah. from? Oh, send me a DM. Can you send me a private message and let you let me know where you're from? Um, because uh, I'm curious now. And there you go, uh, Jamie. Sorry, before I cut you off, there. But talking about Will Flanagan. Any other questions coming through? Uh, I don't think so. No questions coming through. Um, no. But uh, did you manage to watch any of the golf on the weekend? Yeah, I did. I watched a little bit of the European Tour uh, late on uh, the night times. I was very I was very happy to see Paul Casey um, win. You know, I'm a Paul Casey's like 43, 44 now, and you know, just to see someone of that uh, vintage have the longevity, and he's like Lee Westwood to me. You know, yeah. they're both just not giving up. But the big thing for those guys, which is probably in this space one of the key takeouts that I look to those guys and look up to them for, is not only they're 40 plus and still winning, yeah. but they're just having fun. They're having yeah. fun, yeah, and and that 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 is a message alone. Oh, I agree. And I think the thing I love the most is um, they're being themselves. They're not trying to be the young bombers. They're just being their own golf. They're they're staying in their own lane. They know who they are, and they just commit to doing a great job of that week in week out. And obviously, showing that if they do that, then they're going to be pretty consistent and be. 
at the uh, at the you know top end of the game, which is which is fantastic. But um, uh, Brody, good to have you in here, mate. Yes, the old PK hats are very nice. I didn't have mine on tonight because um, I didn't want to ruin my hair. But uh, yeah, it's good to see um, good to see that the Oz PGA Tour sort of come back in down at Rosebud as well. I think that was a looked like a great event, and um, yeah, it's just I'm just so. It was just so great to see the Aussie guys competing because I know it's been a very tough year for them and um, to get back out and compete is, uh, is I'm sure, felt fantastic. So look forward to seeing them compete more and, um, yeah, get their careers back on track. Uh, good day to you, Brody. Uh, yeah, my PK hat. I uh, didn't pinch it off you. I think every Instagram photo I've seen of you in the last uh, six weeks, you've had the same hat on. So we obviously got it from the same place. And... Uh, I am not wearing the Adidas gear like you are. And congratulations to you on your um, big screen debut, uh, Brody. If anyone saw uh, the PGA slash um, with uh, the Adidas ads that were on and they saw the, the guy who's the, um, the uh, mimic artist, the mime, not mime artist, the, mimic, the guy that does the impersonations, that's the word I'm looking for, and they saw him being Bear grills and standing on someone's ball, I'm giving it away here. It was Brody Harbison who's listening right now. Uh, ha ha! Always rep the gear, Brody. Your one line in that ad was gold, and I think there's a career in comedy for you right there. Did you see it, Jamie? Did you see Brody? Did you see? No, it? I didn't. He was good. Very. He was very good. He was very good. He was. That uh, was a great bit of acting. Uh, the line was, he stood on my ball, didn't he? Oh right. I'll have to look up. The I'll be away for a while, so I'll look it up when I get back. <laughs> um, but back to that. Warren's asked any teasers for future courses and topics. Look, Good to be honest, we've thrown a couple of ideas around, around short game, around putting, but nothing nailed as yet. Nothing uh, happy, to take, happy, happy to take feedback, Jamie, on that. You know what the people would like to see uh, or you know, the areas that they think might um, benefit them? Absolutely. Yeah, all, I mean, because this, this content isn't for me. This content is for you guys. Yeah. So... Um, you know, there's so many different aspects and elements of the mental game that um, you know, if I get 10 people saying, hey, can you do one on ch chipping or putting, then, then I'll create a course around chipping and putting. Um, so, you know, putting, I think, is probably the next one. I, it just sounds like the next course to do. It's such a big part of the game and the mind plays such a big part in our putting. So um, if people want a putting course, then... Uh, you know, when I get back, I'm, I'm heading overseas on Friday for five weeks, uh, which means seven weeks total with quarantine. So I won't be doing much in the next couple of months. But, um, but once I get back, certainly by then we'll have clarity around what course. And um, I'll have two weeks in quarantine to actually put the content together. And then when I get out, we can film it and, and, uh, and, and get it up as, as quick as we can. So um, I'll probably put some some questions out there over the next week or two around what courses people would like, what content they would like to see. And then uh, once we get some clarity on that, we'll, uh, we'll pump it out. Jamie, can we get to go back to the golf for a second? Uh, obviously uh, Herbie played, he's back overseas now. Yep. You know, how, how you've spoken to him, how, how was it, uh, how was it for Herbie over the last two rounds at Saudi and, and, um, Dubai, we'll Abu Dhabi, yeah. sorry, Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Sorry. Yeah, good. Um, his game's feeling pretty good. He, his body, um, 
he sort of his body played up a little bit before he left, um, just with getting back into the game. He had six weeks off and then got back into a lot of practice, and his body was just a bit fatigued and stiff and sore. And so, um, yeah, he's uh, he's feeling pretty good. You know, double the last on Sunday to finish twenty third or twenty sixth around there. Um, but saying that, if he had a birdie the last, he would have finished seventh. So the risk reward was certainly there, and um, yeah, he. For him to be playing that sort of golf, 25th in the Rolex series event in Abu Dhabi and then, you know, close to a top 20 with far from his best game um, gives him a lot of confidence moving forward. So we've got Saudi this week and then uh, I head over to the US on Friday. He is going to follow the following week. Um, we'll catch up with him at WGC, um, which was WGC in Mexico, but that's been moved to... Uh, to Florida, so um, I'll do an event with Ruff and Corn Ferry, and then go to uh, Mexico or the WGC uh, with with uh, with Herbie. So by then he'll have a bit of a break, a bit of training, and um, I think yeah he'll be in a good position to to put some good scores on the board. But Saudi again, Saudi's a course this week that, that I think could suit him pretty well. So um, you know if he's getting some good rest and looking after himself. I think uh, no reason why he can't. Um, have a good result again this week. So he's moved up to 64th in the world after last week, which is his highest ranking ever. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's on the way. Hello, Harry. How I was interested. <clears throat> Hello, Harry, again for the second time uh, this afternoon. I bumped into Harry and hit a couple of golf balls and shared a bit of uh, golf gear chat with Harry, as we usually do late at, on a night at the range. Um, the commentary team mentioned uh, what he did in the off-season, and he just said he was having some fun found some old Walter Hagen blades and an old persimmon driver. And as you and I know, because we play with him uh, using those, and people ask me, you know, oh, did he use them all the time or how did he go? And, you know, I'm still flabbergasted at, at just how beautiful the ball striking was with 40 or 45-year-old golf clubs. It was on, it was insane. And, you know, Harry's heard me talking about it, and uh, as do other people, and I probably won't stop talking about it for a long time, but he had fun. He had fun and then went back to do his work and, you know, he's, um, he's back on the, on track. Uh, the other golf that we all saw, and I don't think uh, anyone in the living world has not seen the US PGA Tour and Patrick Reed scenarios, uh, talked about that with Blakey on, from Golf Rules Questions, talked about it with Rocket on the My Love Golf Podcast. Um, crazy stuff that just keeps to follow a young man who's got unbelievable amount of talent. I'm not sure what's going on up here. Well, he puts himself in those situations, whether he did right or wrong. Um, forget that part, but you know, Tory Pines, great place. Um, yeah, where's the where's the WGC being played at? It's the Concession Club in Bradenton. Okay. So I don't don't Be know much about it. Don't, I don't know anything about it. So um, I'm just yeah. The the course of rough has got the corn ferry event the week before is only ten minutes down the road, so that's perfect. So um, yeah, that suits really well. Uh, Brendan, how about some chipping mental talk with our guy Abe? Hey, man, so while you're in the States, yes, that would be quite nice. Um, Herbie has actually uh, spent some time with Abe's caddy, Dale. Um, they've played some racquet events together and whatever, but uh, Herbie spent some time with uh, with his caddy in Vegas and they get along really well. So, but if we have a practice round with him in uh, at WGC, I might uh, might have to get a little video up for you, get get, uh, get Abe to, to give you a bit of a chipping tip, so um, how to hit those spinners. But... Um, well... He's a, he was a favourite of uh, Brendan's when they visited the uh, President's Cup 
he was a favourite of a lot of people when he visited the President's Cup. Uh, he's a very, very, very good young golfer and seems like a very pleasant young man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. For sure. For sure. All right, Matt. Well, I think uh, unless anyone's got any more questions around the pre-shot routine, as I said, click the link. Well, there you go. That's the recording from the Instagram Live where Jamie Glazier launches the art of the pre-shot routine available on Insight Golf Academy. You can search that online, but the links will be in the show notes. Just want to say thanks for tuning in. Uh, Thanks for listening to our Instagram Live recording. If you like the podcast, please go back. There's a a number of them that you can get a lot of value out of. Uh, There is a free course also on Insight Golf Academy. If you don't want to jump into one of the paid courses, uh, which go into the deep dive detail, there's a free uh, course called the Mental Game Musters. Sign up for that. Join us on that program. Join us on any one of the programs because uh, it is a way for you to start playing better golf by having an improved mental game. And, and learning what the best players in the world do and learning what a lot of club golfers have been able to implement and apply to their games to enjoy their golf, play better golf and uh, essentially be uh, more successful at their golf. So once again, thanks again on behalf of uh, myself, Roscoe, the co-host. I'll just press the buttons here. And, uh, and Jamie, who is off to the States, as he said. We look forward to seeing you. We look forward to uh, maybe catching up with Jamie while he's in the States doing some work over there. And we'll see you next time on the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and head over to daretodream.com.au for exclusive access to the free video program, Eight Tips to an Unbreakable Mental Game. Join us next time on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast.